Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Craft Beer Bucket List with your host, Big Ray and Mike, where we give you beers you have to try before you die every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, everywhere you find your podcast. So enough about that. Mike, how you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, you know, as you say, best day ever. Uh, no, it's, it's you know, it's been a real good day. Uh, I had a long day at work, so I'm especially excited to try some new beers tonight for me. Um, we've got a great uh, special guest on that I'm kind of uh, pumped about. And uh, beyond all else, uh, always enjoy hanging out. Uh, virtually or remotely or whatever you call it, uh, with, the with the big Ray. Uh, but we've got two really good beers, man. Um, they're both Arkansas beers. And the reason I chose these is because they both have, um, the word queen in them, um, which is, uh, fitting because I think we have a beer queen, uh, you know, or we have a lady guest tonight and, I think she's awesome. I've been following her on, um, you know, social media for a while. I enjoy uh, her fresh take on some things. So I wanted to send her some some cool beers. Um, so what we got here is we've got a peach hefeweizen called Peachy Queen from Bicrack, uh, which is out of Bentonville, Arkansas. And then we've got New Province Fallen Queen, which is out of Rogers, Arkansas. And that's a whip beer. So overall, I'm pretty excited about this. I think we've got two great beers, and I think we've got a one of the coolest guests ever, and I'll let you introduce our guest. But uh, there's our beers, man. We're ready to roll. All right. So I, I like that, Mike. We've got another solid lineup, and I like that we've got a pair of queens here, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited. So we have, of course, a beer lover, a writer, and a student, and a certified Cicerone. Um, and I'll let her get into that in just a minute. Um, but for those of you who don't know, Beer Page Love on Instagram, you totally need to. So if you're listening to us while you're driving, pull over right now and look for Beer Page Love on Instagram and follow her and give her tons of thumbs ups and whatnot. Uh, take a look at her content. A lot of cool stuff to follow there. Uh, but enough you know, from me and Mike. Um, Paige, how are you doing tonight? Welcome to Crab Beer Bucket List. Hi guys, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Appreciate all the love and the inclusion in this uh, Queen episode. Of the two beers, which one do you want to try first? Uh, that Peachy Queen sounds uh, awesome. Really catchy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So our guest of honor has to open the first beer. Okay. All and you right. got to do the, you got to do like the best beer opening of all time. Okay, so like that perfect crack and like sound. Yeah. As all as right. best as can. We're going to vote on it. <laughs> oh, so my crack gets the first rating, not even the beer itself, just the crack. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No no pressure. Okay. <laughs> a All right, all right. How is that? All right, all right, all right. I'm doing my best Matthew McConaughey because he's a Texan. 
I don't know. Yes, there's actually right, several right, right. beers either named after Matthew McConaughey or like we have one called the All Right, All Right, All Right Pilsner from Roadmap Brewing. <laughs> I used to not like him and now I love him. I don't know. And yeah, I think he either annoys the shit out of you. Oh, I said the bad word. Uh, or uh, <laughs> or you love him. It's one of the two. It's the first bleep of the night. Uh, Ray, you're next, buddy. Let's uh, crack that beer. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was weak. Yeah. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to show you both up. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the winner. Yeah. I've been I've been practicing my movement, like that repetitive motion of the finger and lifting up with the wrists. You know, like. I've had some practice this weekend. Good. So I say we drink. Cheers, guys and gals. Cheers, Sorry, cheers folks. I don't virtual know cheers. Virtual yeah. cheers. Well, this is a different than I thought it would be. Right. Yeah, definitely. Are you guys drinking it straight out of the can or did you pour it in a glass? I've got straight out of a can. Okay. It's up to you. If you want a glass, it's, you know. Well, I already poured it in a glass. But I was yeah. Just, no, absolutely. I was just wondering if anybody else, like, because you could see the color on it. It's yeah. like, it's pretty yellow. It's like, it's hazy too, but it's like a pretty, like, bright yellow color. What um so how how is the the head and the lacing and all that kind of stuff going for you over there? Um, I'm not getting a whole lot of head on it. This glass wasn't rinsed though, so I mean that's you know I'm drinking at home. Didn't yeah. rinse the glass out. Quarantine beer. <laughs> Ray, what what do you what what are your first thoughts over there, man? In Nashville, Tennessee. So I actually poured some of mine into a glass provided uh, by the hotel. Neither one of you told me about this. Here I am all alone. <laughs> you know, uh, I was drinking it out of the can in a page that she poured hers. And I happened to look over to the wet bar in the living room area. And I'm like, I have legit glassware. So uh, I snagged one real quick. And uh, I tell you, I, I do like the yellow color of this beer. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty unique really for what it is. It's not what all at all, what I expected. It kind of has the haze of an IPA. Not, I, why did I say IPA? It has the haze of a Hefeweizen. Good grief. Um, it's been a lot. I spent 10 hours on the road today. Uh, forgive me. Um, and uh, it is what it is. So, but no, it's a, it's a good looking beer. And I really get to smell it a lot more now, which is which is nice. It has quite the aroma. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting a very light, very very light peach flavor coming through on this, um, which I think I don't know. Like the, the Hefeweizen flavors are usually pretty distinct, so I guess you know having this is almost drinking like a like a a, a summer shandy to me. Um, like, um, who makes, is it line and Kugels, right? Oh yeah. 
So it's, yeah. it's for me, it's got a, and, and I can't remember the exact flavors on that cause I haven't had it in so long, but this to me that when I started drinking this, I started thinking of that beer and I don't know why. Maybe That's just, interesting that you say that. And like, I, I was, I would kind of agree with that. Like, I feel like it has maybe like almost a tartness to it. Like, yeah. I don't want to say tart, you know, to like get into the sour category or anything like that. It definitely doesn't have any like sour bacteria in it or anything like that. But it's just like, it's like a level up from crisp. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as far as like the peach goes, like I'm getting some peach, but not a whole lot. But I can definitely taste like that more kind of like peachy stone fruit over what you would normally get with a regular Hefeweiss and that banana. And then still I'm getting a lot of like clove phenols from that same um, Hefeweiss and yeast. So like I think all in all, good beer. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to, to me, it, I can't. So I'm, I'm still trying to pick up on things with this one. It. I feel like maybe it's a little too carbonated for some of the flavors in it. Um, I mean, how do y'all feel about the carbonation? I mean, is it just me over here? No, I'm with, I think it's slightly over carbonated for something with Hefeweizen on the can. You think so? Cause some like the Bavarian Hefeweizen is normally, you know, they get that beautiful, huge head, like, so it's it's yeah. weird because like I, in my glass I really don't have a head, but like yeah. you know maybe I don't yeah but yeah on the tongue definitely lots of carbonation lots of lots of bubbles so that's weird yeah. too. Right, yeah, I'm getting, go ahead. It's Ray, not, sorry, it's just not what I expected. Um, <laughs> so, but again, I'm I'm the guy that I, I I'm a beer lover. I drink a lot of beer. I have no education in beer, so. Just to hear you talk, it's like, man, homegirl knows her stuff. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's too foamy and bubbly for me, y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, so, and then you brought up the word phenol. I don't believe, I think that's the first time that word's been used on our podcast. So thank you for that. Um, I'm going to have to crack open my dictionary tonight after this episode. This is what we're here for. We're here to educate Ray. <laughs> Well, so I I think the other part, and then, you know, I guess, I don't know, I I have certain expectations of a Heffy, and this doesn't meet those. And I don't mean that, like, that sounds bad. It doesn't meet those. It doesn't meet my expectations as far as a Heffy goes. But it tastes good. And, and, you know, this is definitely a beer. um, This is definitely a beer I would have liked to have a couple weeks ago when, when it was a little bit warmer. Um, yep. And I think too, whenever we were first talking about doing this podcast, uh, it was still, you know, 105 degrees or so here in San Antonio. So I was like, yeah, let's go with like a wit or, you know, I was naming off all these, all these light beers. Cause that's definitely what I was drinking at the time. And today we got our first, uh, cold front, which means we had a high of 80. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now everyone's immediately like, oh my gosh, can we have malt in everything, please? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> the darker, the better. All of a sudden, because it's below, you know, ninety five. Yeah, I, I think um, when I got up this morning, it was south of sixty here. So I think it warmed up to in the seventies, maybe, maybe low seventies. Nice. So 
I miss that. I miss that warm Texas sun. So, you know, so those were the days. Um, no, but I'm with you. Like, so yeah, when we were talking about this, it was a different time of year. And then we had to look at schedules for everybody and then uh, schedule and out, out and all that, you know, usually late September is, you know, I don't know, still pretty decent. We all got a cool, cool front all at the same time. So. Oh yeah. Um, it'll go back up before, before it's done. It's like, you know, normally, um, I love Halloween. It's my, my favorite holiday. And so, you know, thinking about like my Halloween costume and everything, I'm like, Oh man, y'all have to wear all these like layers and I'll have like, you know, just depending on what it is like a cape or like a jacket or, you know, whatever. And then it's 95 at night and it's, oh. your face paints melting off. And it's, so I got to, you don't have to tell me what you're going to be this year, but what's, what, what has been your, one of your favorite um, costumes in years past? Um, I think my favorite costume that I ever did was um, the spy from Mars attacks. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Uh, years ago. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a, um, an alien who's dressed up like as a woman and she has like a giant head and like a like a beehive hairdo. And um, there's a part where her like face kind of comes off and you can see her alien face like underneath her pretty lady face. Um, and that's the moment that I chose to uh, represent that character. So it was, you know, the full dress with the bullet bra and the beehive hair. And then I did like a um, like a, a prosthetic on the side of my face with face paint underneath. So it was a good time. That's hardcore. (laughs) Is this a, is this a picture we can find on your social media? Uh, I can send you guys one if you want. I don't know if it's on my, it's it's not on my Instagram because it was before I had Instagram. Um, But yeah, I I had definitely have one lying around somewhere. I think, can I, can I request a, a Instagram post? Yeah, we can do that. I'll tag you guys in it. How about that? Yeah, that'll work. Okay. I just, uh, so um, I for, I want I remember the character, but I don't remember who played the character. Oh, uh, I have no it, idea. <laughs> yeah, like I remember because she had the she had the the tall blonde hair, right? The mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. stuck up like a I don't know. It's kind of a weird. Anyway, like a beehive. Yeah. That's why they call it a yeah. beehive. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, uh, Ray. Ray what has been your favorite Halloween outfit that you've done? You know, I, I dressed up for Halloween. I say dressed up. Um, I had my first Halloween costume last year uh, in probably 20 years, right? It's not true, um, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm ugly every day, Mike. So I have a, a 365 Halloween mask. Dude, you've, um, been, you've been Tigger the Tiger for like five out of eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have I a costume or you just have like a t-shirt? You know, it says like Tigger and you're then that's just it. Like uh no, no. So this was golly, twelve or thirteen years ago. Um I got laid off of a job. Um oddly enough in Bentonville, Arkansas, or actually a town called Gravit, which is about 15 minutes from there. And uh my last day there, one of my coworkers had a Tigger costume in the trunk of I don't know why he just had costumes in his car. But he had um, Aladdin and Tigger, and I put on the Tigger suit, 
right? Which was fit on me like high waters. I'm six foot five. And so the legs came down to like half calf on me, right? So I've got my bright white socks on and, and my sketchers and this Tigger suit. And he put on his Aladdin costume and we just roamed around the office causing mischief all day because last day y'all laid me off, whatever. What are you going to do? Fire me? <laughs> and so, and we got some pictures of that. And of course they went all around my, it was my space, you know, days when these went up. Um, I think I put them on my Facebook page probably seven or eight years ago and they come up in the memory section now or whatever. Uh, but that wasn't even for Halloween. That was a, uh, some other time it was just like, well, whatever, last day, who cares? I have so, so many questions. Why does why did Aladdin and Tigger? Why? Like together. Which, I I don't know. So I work in the IT field. We're all nerds, and that's you know, it is what it is. Um so, so no no judgment, but uh, I'm a big awesome. goofy guy. I just do whatever, and my buddy Marlon is very much like that. So I just rolled with it. Like, why not? I love it. Um, I love it. I would dress up on, you know, a Tuesday in March and not care. So, <laughs> love it. Right on. Yeah, because, yeah, you got to do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So, the lady that played uh, the Beehive uh, spy on uh, Mars Attacks is named Lisa Marie Smith. Uh, she goes by Lisa Marie, um, and she's from New Jersey. She's five foot six. Um, and she's uh, 51 years old now. Wow. Uh, she's really, she's really cute actually. So, um, you know, good, good for her. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at pictures. I'm like, this, this, this lady has aged like wine. <laughs> well, yeah, it's crazy. Cause that movie came out in what? Like 95, 95, 90, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. She was also on planet of the apes. Which one? Uh, I don't know. It just shows a picture of here. Let me see. Like the original Planet of the Apes? Like, I don't know. Let me see. She Well, I mean, if she's only 50, she might have been like a kid whenever. Uh, just it shows either. her. It's got to be a newer one because it shows her. In, I'm not here. You know what? IMDB. Here we go. <laughs> she, um, it just showed a picture of her. It's, you know, it said in costume for whatever. So, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, you you know you never know what you're gonna find here. Let's see here. Uh, there's a lot People of she's in a lot of films. That I, yeah, you know. Uh, Planet of the Apes in 2001. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So, but like, we got to circle back to this beer, Mike. The peachy. Yeah, queen. absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Where are you guys at with yours? Because I'm like, I'm actually almost done. I kind of hit it pretty hard. Sorry. Yeah. No, same. Uh, three quarters. I was like, if anything, it goes down easy. We can say that much for sure. Like, this is a really easy beer to drink. And uh, you know, I, I read a bit about this beer, and uh, this was actually a collaboration uh, with the Northwest Arkansas Ladies Beer Club. Oh. Yeah, I read this. Yeah. Of, uh, Northwest Arkansas Ladies Beer Club, right? They started uh, the club as a place ladies could hang with other gals uh, mm-hmm. in a laid-back, judgment-free environment and try to make a more inclusive place um, for the ladies to hang out in what's otherwise you know, known as a male-dominated industry. Um, so I, I can see why this is a little different you know, from a normal Hefeweizen. 
um, giving the collaboration here. I don't want to say they watered it down, um, but adding, you know, the peach notes to it and really dialing back on the those strong banana and clove flavors that, that we've come to love with the Hefe. Um, I, I think it made a cool collab and it's probably why it's more easy to drink. So what do y'all think? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I would have to, I'd have to know more about that club and what their intentions were with the collab. Um, before like I could say that definitively. Um, cause yeah, we did, um, we have a group like that very similar here in San Antonio called girls pine out. And, um, I love that group of women. They're badasses, love to drink with them. And, uh, we did a collab with a free tail brewing company and we did a, um, a tiki IPA and that thing, it doesn't pull any punches for sure. Um, but whenever, as far as like the peach with the combination of the typical Hefeweizen flavors, like those, those typical flavors that you're talking about, that banana, clove, bubblegum, all three of those are derived from the yeast. So like, as long as they used a traditional Hefeweizen yeast, which like it's obviously did the clove comes through just fine. I think it's something about adding the peach. Like that's what I'm really interested in. Like, did they use a peach puree? I don't know if they did, because if they did, like, it's pretty damn clear if they used a puree. Um, is it, like, peach juice? Like, did they fresh juice some peaches and throw that in there at the end? I think that's probably a possibility. That might have been what, like, is lowering the head on it, but you still have a good amount of carbonation. I think that's probably what gives you, like, that stone fruit flavor, but the... Um, the yeast-derived clove is still there. So I don't know. I, I would have to know more about, about what they intended to do with it and how the process worked. Like, that's my favorite thing is figuring out, like, why does this taste like this? I'm always super curious. So, yeah. Yes, I, I was thinking about, the, like, an extract as well, um, and I don't like the hmm. – I don't know. It just kind of popped in my mind. I'm wondering, you know, kind of the same thing where they got some of their – or how they – how they got the peach and the, the peachy queen. Yeah. Is These there anything, the questions. Is there anything you're reading that said anything about the the processes? Like, or is there anything online? Like, I really, I really love it when people tell you on the can <laughs> what they did because I'm just, I'm like this with almost every beer I drink. I have so many questions. No, you know, that's something we've talked about before actually is, you know, because I'm a big proponent of telling somebody the story, whether that be of the beer or the brewery. And that's something that, um, you know, I won't get on my tangent or my soapbox or whatever you want to call it, but people need to tell better stories, whether it's about the beer or about the brewery itself, but give us some of that information that help us connect with it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, man, I don't know about like how, it, how it works as far as, you know, if you have to pay the graphic designer more or copywriter or, you know what it what? is, but yeah, just, just some of that information, you know, I love it whenever people put the hot profile on there, you know, he says made with mosaic, citra and cascade. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what that is now. Like, that's so cool. So I love it when people give you just anything more than the, the regular, like size ABV. And that's about it. So, and, and I'm guessing because of it being bike rack and trails oriented and all that, that that's why we got the contour lines on the can, but there's a lot of space that they could be using to tell some of that story. And, and, and I get the connection. I mean, I, I'm guessing that's it. The connection with, with the contour lines and the, 
you know, the elevation changes and stuff like that. I just think, like you said, there's, there's a lot of space here left and you could really tell a little bit of the story, even if it's just expanding on the, the ladies beer club that, uh, big Ray was talking about, or, you know, giving some of those details on the, the hops, the yeast, the, you know, the different, uh, process by which to, you know, create this beer. Um, right. And yeah. I, th- I and think like, you could do that without taking away from the can too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that the fact that it's, it's made by that ladies beer group, like, or in collaboration with them, I would have loved to see that on the can. Like if I would have picked this up, you know, at the store or something, it, it would depend on my mood, whether or not I would pick it up. But like, if I saw that written on there, I'd be like, Oh, I have to try it. Like yeah. just you know, out of solidarity, I'm getting it. So yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, even, even for the people that aren't ladies, um, you know, a lot of us, you know, we try to support that kind of stuff. Like, you know, uh, you know, whether it's something recently, you know, um, like black is beautiful beer and whatnot, like, you know, you try to support these causes. Um, if, you know, if nothing else to say, you know what, uh, I recognize the voice that needs to be, uh, uplifted. And, uh, this is my little way of, you know, doing a little thing to help out. And so, you know, same thing I'd have picked it up. And I've done that before. If, you know, if something says uh, this supports this or that, I'm like, you know what? I wasn't thinking about getting a Pilsner today, but by golly, I am. Or mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about getting a stout today, but this is for a good cause. Uh, you know, there we go. So uh, overall, I, I think it's a pretty solid beer for me personally. Um, you know, as I'm, and I'm not drinking, I'm drinking it out of the can. So I think that the, the carbonation comes on a little strong on the drink. Um, you know, some of those flavors are not what I expected, but I think it drinks real easy and it has a real, like, uh, I forget who, if it was Paige or big rate said it has, it's very crisp and drinkable. So I could, I could easily see myself getting this, uh, probably in the summer and, uh, whether it's right after I get done mowing or, you know, get done from being in the sun for a long time, I could, uh, I could really crush one of these. Yes. Yeah, I have to agree. This is super crushable, man. Very sessionable beer. Um, these would be easy to pound, especially on a hot summer day. Yeah, definitely. I think if we were if we were all together right now, sitting on a patio, I'd have another one. Yeah, no problem. No, you would not, because we got a different beer. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So, um, beer page love. What we do next? is we give the beer a rating, uh, from zero to 10. Um, don't feel guilted or bad or anything else for whatever rating you want to give it. Um, and then we, after that, we also do what we, what kind of food we would eat with this or snack or whatnot. Um, and Ray, why don't you go first? And so, uh, can have a second and we'll, we'll let her go and I'll follow it up. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so for, for me, uh, I'm going to give this one a seven out of 10, or I think it's a solid beer. It's, I'm more of a traditionalist with a Hefeweizen, right? So it's not bad. And I get, this as a collaboration, but for me and my taste bros, solid seven still belongs on the craft beer bucket list. And uh, my food pairing is going to go right along with what they, with some other stuff they did here. I think this is super cool. And it got me hungry for one of these. Um, but this beer was kicked off on National Grilled Cheese Day in 2018. Mm. And uh, I really want kind of a bougie 
grilled cheese, if you will, not just the Texas toast in a, you know, whatever run-of-the-mill sliced cheese you get. I'm going to put some bacon on this, like some thick-cut peppered bacon. And uh, I want some Gruyere cheese. I want kind of a bougie cheese, something light and melty, and uh, maybe even a, a layer of smoked Gouda in there just to really kick off some stuff because I like smoked Gouda and it's not super overpowering. I love right. that. I think that's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, Paige, what about you? What kind of rating and what kind of food? Yeah, so I think that um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Ray here with being more of a traditionalist with my Hefeweizens. Um, and I think that, like, it's definitely, I'm not going to say a bad beer. It's not It's not what I expected whenever we were about to open it. Um, and I would have another one. So overall rating, I'm going to give it a six, just because whenever it comes to, like, being a peach Hefeweizen, I don't get, I think, enough of that peach or enough of a Hefeweizen. But all in all, I still say it's a good beer. And like I said, I would definitely have another. Um, and then whenever it comes to food pairing, like I'm on the same brainwave. I think that it could definitely hold up to something fattier because um, I think that carbonation can cut through that fat really well. Um, so I'm going to say something like a quesadilla, uh, maybe with like, you know, just nice jack cheeses, um, some fresh jalapeno in there to keep it bright but add that little spice. And I don't think there's any kind of hops in here that are going to mess up that, uh, that heat. You know, it's not going to amplify it too much. I think it's going to like be just enough. Um, so yeah, Jack cheese, jalapenos, if you want, you know, maybe some, some chicken, I probably wouldn't go beef quesadilla on this, uh, just cause it's too light. But yeah. Maybe like a nice, uh, chicken quesadilla, a little spice to it. I think it'd be good. All right. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to, I agree with everything y'all said. I'm going to give it a seven. I think the, you know, I'm going to agree with what uh page said about, you know, it lacking a little bit of either thing it's trying to be. Um, I, I typically like peach flavors. Uh, so if you get like a peach slush at Sonic or peach rings at like the, the tractor supply or, you know, stuff like that. Um, I like those flavors. So I was hoping for a little bit more of that. Um, but then it, you know, it also didn't deliver on some other stuff. However, um, like both of you said, it, I thought it was good overall. And, um, and, you know, I'll refer back to, I just think it's a great summer beer. Um, as far as food, I, you know, I think it, for some reason, what popped into my head was chili cheese Fritos. Hmm. And I, I don't know why, as I'm sitting here saying that I'm like, I'm not sure this would go well with it, but I can't help but keep thinking about it. So I'm going to I'm going to hesitantly say chili cheese Fritos um, basically because I could kill a bag of those no matter what. Um, but that's what I'm going to go with. Chili cheese Fritos at a seven. Um, and, and I'll say I like the beer. Uh, and, you know, I think overall I'd like to, you know, learn more, you know, like Paige was saying, learn more about it and where it came from and all that kind of stuff. Chili cheese Fritos in this beer sounds like me at three in the morning coming home, like, what do I have in my fridge and my cabinet? <laughs> the answer is chili cheese Fritos. Perfect pairing for three yeah. in the morning. I don't, I don't know. It just, it popped into my head and then it wouldn't leave. So I got to call it out. Love it. <laughs> oh goodness. Right on. So Mike, uh, you're never going to guess what I'm going to say next. 
What's up? You have a piece of knowledge that I have to have, so I'm going to ask you a question. All right, let's hear it. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Craft Beer Bucket List. Uh, we're back for the second half. Uh, we've got our super awesome special guest, Beer Page Love, um, who's uh, laying down some knowledge, uh, laying down some uh, good beer reviews, uh, and as always, being super impressive. However, I'm also interested to see what she has to say about this next beer, and I've been looking forward to trying this beer. It's Fallen Queen. It's by New Province Brewing. It is a Belgian wit beer clocking in at 5%. So, uh, Beer Page Love, do you want to give us the first crack? I will. How? Okay, we didn't rate the, the first first crack. How was the first first crack that I did? I thought it was solid. <laughs> solid? Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think I performed better, but you know. I would have to agree with you. I agree. <laughs> no, it was really good. I think I, I'm, I'm anxious to hear your second one. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hey. I think that was much better. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Big Ray, Big Ray, Big Ray. What do you got over there? Oh, ho, ho. dang. That's I think that really- was the first one. Yeah. That, y'all both like upped your game. All right. <laughs> Oh, man. I knew this was not going to be good. God bless. Talked to big game after the first one. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, oh. And then, like, the minute I was like, oh, this is going to not. It's All right. Well, I know I got third place on that one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I think overall, if I was going to. So, first time, I got first. Paige got second. Ray got third. Then it's Ray Page me. So I think overall Page is a winner. That sounds like solid second for me. I don't know how brackets work. If, I, mean, I think we if we average it out, we all tied. Yeah, there it goes. That works. Yeah. I prefer that yeah. math. But but you're the special guest, so you win. <laughs> so that's yeah. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a general nudge in the positive. You know, like yeah. And we can't let Ray win. No, n- nobody wants it. <laughs> he wins at everything. You can't let him win this. So, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll tell you what, I'll talk about the beer for a second and y'all enjoy. Um, so we said that fallen queen, uh, is a Belgian style wit beer. That's what we're having now. It's by new province brewing out of Rogers, Arkansas. And this is, um, it's brewed with orange pill and coriander, um, new province brewing. You can find them on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've had a couple of different beers from them so far, uh, recently since I've been a new addition to the Arkansas, uh, state, the natural state. Um, so far I like their stuff. Um, I'm anxious to hear what y'all have to say about this wit beer and wit beers are a special breed of beer for me. I really like wit beers in general. So, um, I'm gonna let y'all take over the mic for a second while I uh, take a taste or three. Ray, do you have any opening notes? I do. So I, I sent you guys a picture, by the way, of uh, me in my hotel room in this little glass that was provided. Um, I, I had two of these glasses, so I, I got two clean pours. I'm happy about that. 
Uh, but I, I like this beer. So it has a nice citrusy aroma about it uh, right up front. Uh, it's got the coriander is definitely there. So I let it sit in my mouth for a minute and just kind of let it bubble around on the top of my tongue. Let my taste bros get acquainted. Uh, and, and I kind of like it. So it's got, you know, the, the lemony tartness about it. And uh, it's overall, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the first thing that I noticed. Um, so yeah, I poured mine into a glass again. And the first thing I noticed was that orange peel aroma. It is just gorgeous. So pretty, immediate, uh, orange, floral, that spiciness from the coriander. Um, and yeah, and then it all comes through in the taste too. I think in the taste, you get a lot more of the coriander and then yeah, a nice, like crisp tart finish. I'm loving it so far. I think this is a beer where the carbonation helps it out a lot versus a hindrance. Um, I think it helps with a lot of these flavors and aromas really coming through right at the right time. Um, I think this beer smells fantastic. Um, and I think the first taste, um, you know, get your tongue ready. It's like a pregame for your tongue. And then the second and third taste, you're really getting a better version of the beer hit, you know, filling up those taste, taste buds and whatnot, or sorry, taste bros. Sorry, Ray. Um, but, I, but I think like, like y'all said, I you know, th- that, that lemony, that lemony essence, that orange essence coming through. I mean, it's good. It's a, it's a, it's a very lighty, crispy beer for me. And I like that a lot. Um, but again, I, I really think, you know, like the, with, with the previous beer, I thought the, the carbonation for me took away from the beer a little bit. And I think this one enhances it for, mm-hmm. for me. So. Yeah, I, I think that I am having a hard time finding something about this beer that I don't like. So that. I would like some of the you know, the, those, what I would call the winter wit beer. When, when I think of a good wit beer, I think, uh, cold snap from, uh, Sam Adams. Right. And I think that, that, that f- those flavors, I would like this to have a little stronger flavor about it. Um, not that it's bad. I'm just saying if there's one area improvement I could find, that would be it. Whatever you say flavor, are you talking more of like a wheat flavor or like which flavor in particular? Like, so, like some, some of that, that, the coriander, uh, you know, the spiciness coming through a little bit. And then, um, you know, whether that's whatever that citrus flavor that they're trying to play with a little bit more coming through a little bit stronger on the drink versus the smells, I think is right. fine. Yeah. You know, when it comes on as far as the drink and the, the, the flavors go, I think that could, I think it could come through a little bit more. Again, this is me trying to find something to critique. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, something I also really like about this beer is the can art. Um, yes. Yes. I, you know, and I, <laughs> I, I think it's cool. Uh, so for the folks uh, listening, uh, the can art, and you can check it out. Uh, you can Google it up or whatnot. It's, it's got this, uh, it's fallen queen. So it's got this uh, lovely long haired, long red haired lady on there. 
and uh, it looks like maybe she's fallen or something like that. And the, the, the crown's kind of drifting away from her somewhat, but it, I'm just telling you the artwork there is pretty darn cool. Um, and it goes with, you know, you know, their style as far as their can style. Uh, but something we talked about previously, you know, wanting some more information uh, rotate the can around and boom, there's the ABV, the IBU. Um, it talks about it a little bit, but this is orange peel and coriander mingle for a bright citrus aroma, light lemony tartness and a pleasantly crisp finish. So, I mean, you know, you know, just exactly what we were looking for. A little bit more information. Boom. There it is. So, yeah. And it's accurate. Dead on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this, you know, man. It also has like a little, like a kind of like a tagline at the top. It says, the queen has fallen, long live the queen. And it makes me wonder, is this like a reference that I don't get? Is this like a reference to a show maybe or something? Um, Maybe. Hmm. The only thing that could immediately in my mind is like the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. Yeah. But but I don't think that that was a king. I, I, I don't know. Um, well, who died at the Red Wedding? I mean... um. Cat Stark died, and Rob's new wife died. So technically, mm-hmm. I think they're both queens, I guess. But I don't think that quote yeah. happened. Yeah. Right. But if you look at all of the beers from New Province, you know all of their can art. You could tell it was probably done by the same artist. It all fits, and it all kind of has a, a theme about it, right? Like uh, I think their IPA has a, a, a prince or a king on it. Um, mm. And several of their other beers, it, it all fits into a certain genre, right? And so I don't think this this nice lady tripped and fell on a rock when she was <laughs> taking the walk through the courtyard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe something happened. Maybe there's more of a storyline to it that's there, and you have to visit the brewery or have a visit with somebody to get that. But in just seeing multiple cans from them, uh, it, it fits. And, and I kind of like that. It's super cool. I love that. I didn't know that at all. And I think that that's like, it would be really cool if there's like some kind of super fan of New Province out there who writes like a fan fiction about all their beer <laughs> characters. <laughs> hey, That'd be fun. <laughs> you know what? Um, not too many years ago, somebody who has said fan fiction, I'd be like, eh. <laughs> but, but now I'm going to be honest. I have completely uh, turned a new leaf and I really have, I'm a star Wars nerd and I've read a lot of star Wars fan fiction. Um, I can't believe I'm admitting this on air, but you know, it is what it is. It's on the Um, internet forever. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So anyway, like, you know, I, I think there's validity in that. And I think that'd be a cool thing to do, right? Like if um, somebody grabbed a hold of this and being like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, create a story with that. Um, I, I typed in, uh, the queen has fallen long live the queen and nothing really popped up. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. I, well. and it's, and it's an initial search. It's not a, it's not a deep internet search or whatever they call that. So, um, what do you think the brewer would say if you, if you walked up to the brewery and you just had like 20 page story about all their beer characters, like <laughs> they would look at you like you had five heads, right? <laughs> Right. Especially, you know, I have to recant just a little, um, you know, where they have the Philosopher King, right? And the Fallen Queen. I'm looking at some of their other beers and they have nothing to do with a kingdom. (laughs) 
And he's like, uh, hmm. So where I thought I was onto something, maybe I wasn't. It's like the spacesuit session ale has nothing. It looks like a planet and uh, it looks like a movie font, right? So I'm like, well, that doesn't really fit to the king and queen thing here. Hmm. Yep. So maybe they, they had a run of stuff and there's more than those two. I don't know. Um, I'm familiar with the philosopher king and I saw the fallen queen. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And uh, now I just need to shut up because I don't know all the things I thought I knew. Yeah, if anybody from uh, New Province is listening, um, I feel like we want more detail on your kingdom that you've invented and we're now suddenly invested in. So, yeah, we need some deets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The deets. And a Netflix series to spawn from this. Yeah, Game of Thrones ended, man. We're like, you know, we need some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could talk about the ending of Game of Thrones all day long. Yeah. Um, no, 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 I don't want to get into it. So, uh, Ray, you go first. What would you rate the beer and what kind of food would you pair with it? So I, I like this a lot. It's I think it's a solid wit beer, right? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It had all the things that I look for or know to look for in a Belgian style wit. Uh, so I would give this one a solid 8.5 out of 10. I would certainly drink more of these. As far as a food pairing, um, and this is just me being a nerd, I, I love coriander and coriander seeds, but I'm also an uber fan of cilantro, right? So uh, I want a cilantro-heavy dish. And uh, my first thought with that is a pad thai um, or a bowl of pho. You know how it comes with a huge plate of, of cilantro and, and jalapenos and other stuff you can just pile in your bowl? But I'm, I'm leaning more towards pad thai with this. And uh, I'm going to want some pork in it, and I'm going to want a lot of it. And uh, you know I like my food super hot, so I'm going, whatever their hottest is, I'm going to get and suffer through it and have these beers to cool off my mouth while I'm plowing through it. Interesting. All right. Eight point. Okay. Uh, beer Page Love, what about yourself over there? Um. Yeah, like I said, I'm absolutely loving this beer, having a great time with it. Um, I hope it's having a great time with me. Uh, I think overall my rating, I'm going to give it a nine. I really like it. I really like Whoa. it <laughs> All right. like a lot. Like, I'm not going to say like out of the park 10, but like, I really like it. Um, and yeah, just as soon as Ray said cilantro, I was like, Oh my God, he's going to steal mine. I'm going to say shrimp tacos. Cause I right. think that it would go really good with the seafood Yes, cilantro, maybe a little bit of spice, you know, keep up with that kind of coriander, peppery kind of theme. Um, and same thing with the citrusy, get maybe some like lime juice up in that taco. Delicious. I love that she brought up tacos. You know, that's one of our, our food groups on Craft Beer Bucket List. <laughs> I love that. San Antonio, it's one of our food groups too. Oh, Yes. We we need to publish this in a in a book, Ray. Is the uh, craftier bucket list food groups? Yeah, well, I think we have three. <laughs> I I know of buffalo wings and tacos. So what are the other ones? <laughs> I think macaroni and cheese and okay. nachos. Okay, and it never came up in season one. Um, I know mac and cheese came up a lot, but tacos and hot wings are always like at the top, right? So I think they're competing for the pinnacle. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm not going to disagree. Uh, it's not the food I'm going to pair with this, though. So I, I'm thinking, and I'm not a, a, a sushi connoisseur, um, <laughs> but I'm just thinking I could really, I, you know, again, first thing that popped in my head is, you know, some some spicy sushi. So like uh, here locally, uh, a place we go is you get, you know, it's called the um, volcano roll. Um, and, you know, if I can't remember exactly what's on it, but it's, it's you know, it's got some some various sushi things. And it's a little bit spicy, and I think this beer would just complement it really well. Um, so that's what's popping in my head. Um, again, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a. I like eating food, but I'm not what I would call a foodie. Um, so some of the things y'all are talking about are going way over my head. Um, that's because you're short. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no bad. Gosh, I'm only that. five five. Uh, well, see, uh, I don't know. I, I whatever, Ray. <laughs> I, so I went to the doc. I went to the doctor today. Um, Paige, a long time ago, I tore my bicep tendon completely off. So, like, my bicep was completely detached from close to my elbow. Right. Nice. Yeah. So they had to reattach it which we won't go into that, but now um, they think there's some scar tissue down there messing with a nerve and I have to get that looked at anyway. So th- all that to say, I went to the doctor today and they asked how tall I was. And I quote, I said, and I quote five foot seven ish. <laughs> and, and the nurse goes, that ish matters. Doesn't it? I was like, yes, it does. It hurts my feelings. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so, like, so, so I'm shoes, <laughs> am I not wearing shoes. Like, yeah, I'm wearing socks yeah. with shoes. Is it boots? Like, there's yeah. Okay. I'm gonna wear my boots in next time, and I'm gonna be five foot eight and a half, guaranteed. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> hey, Matt. You know what? It, anyway, so I would rate the spear. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with both of y'all. I think it's a really high quality beer. Um, I think I could. You know, I think this could be in a solid rotation. I'm also, I'm going to give it an 8.5, uh, mostly cause I, I wanted a little bit uh, more punch about it, but you know, like I said, if, if that's me trying to find something to criticize about it, then that's okay. Um, overall, it's a very high quality beer. Enjoyed it. Um, and you know, I'll have, I'll, I've got another one. So, uh, I grabbed a four pack. Um, each of you got one. So I've got at least one more hanging around somewhere in my beer fridge. So and and it's got a pretty darn cool can art going on about it. So agreed. Yeah. So beer page love. Next is the time of the podcast where we ask you questions that you aren't expecting. Okay. Shoot. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Ray, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second this time. Okay. All right. So beer page love. What was your first real job and why did you like or dislike it? Um, okay, well, first of all, what is a real job? What is that? Uh, yeah. It's not babysitting or okay. anything like that. Got my it's, lemonade you know, stand when I was No, kid. you know, like something you like, you know, you had to clock in and out and got a paycheck for or whatnot. Okay, okay so that my first uh, job where I had a paycheck, I worked um, as a bookshelver at a library. Um, I'm from a really small town here in Texas, so uh, – 
I don't know, that's something that let you do whenever you're 15. And um, that was my whole job, to know the Dewey Decimal System and to put books in alphabetical order. And I loved it because I'm a big nerd. So, <laughs> yeah. That sounds, I mean, I don't know. I, I like, I'm a fan of libraries, so that sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah. Well, I found out later in life, actually, um, after college, I was like, you know what? I love that library job. Let me try to work at a library. And then the exact same job that I had, but in a huge library like we have here in San Antonio, you have to have a master's degree to do that job. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's craziness. Uh, yeah, in in the little town where I'm from, that is that is absolutely not the situation. So, yeah. I just I I like the reading rooms in libraries, mm-hmm. um, and I like how libraries have you know have changed over time. Um, so, like I remember the library, the public library we were going into before the pandemic. Like I could go into the, the adult, what they call the adult reading room. And it's not anything negative. It's just kids weren't allowed in there to make a lot of noise. Um, but then you also had like the, the, the place where the kids were, which had a DVD of something playing, had a Lego area and all that. And so it's, you know, really became a place for, you know, very welcoming to everybody. Um, and I just love that. I like, I like libraries a lot. Um, but I also, I also, so big props to libraries. You can check out books for free and read books for free. So you don't have to per- go purchase them on Amazon. You can just go check them out and they're free folks. So anyway, Ray, what was your first job? Oh gosh. You're going to make fun of me again, Mike. We've talked about this before. I know that's uh, why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. so, now my first job, I was, I was 14 years old and I worked at an auction house in a very small town in Northeast Oklahoma. Um, so I was the guy that brought stuff, you know, from the back up to the stage so people could bid on it. And then at the end, I got to load up everybody's stuff um, after they paid for it. Did you see lots of weird stuff at this auction house? Like, what was your weirdest thing that was for auction? Oh, gosh, this is this is a long time ago. Um, so 25, 26 years even. 1994. So yeah, 94. Um, something weird, you know, honestly, I, I don't remember anything super weird. I mean, it was, it was a consignment auction. So people just brought up stuff they didn't want anymore and sold it, but it was a lot of furniture, you know, you know, furniture and housewares. Mm, okay. Um, honestly, if it was something weird, I don't think the guy that ran it would have put it up there because he also had a, a used furniture store in town and, uh, he had a reputation if you will to uphold. So I don't think he would have let anything super fruity or weird come up for us to deal with. Okay. Okay. I, um, I'm a big fan of yard sales and I haven't gone to any this summer because of, you know, the whole COVID-19 thing, but uh, I, I like going to yard sales and seeing what weird stuff people are trying to get rid of. Like number one, you bought this for whatever reason. Um, number two, you think it's valuable enough or that's needed or wanted enough that you think you can resell it. And I've seen some pretty interesting things happening at yard sales. Um, some that are not PG 13 and some that are just like, you know, I have, this is just, there's nothing gross or weird about it. Or there is something weird about it. There's no, nothing gross or sexual about it. It's just so odd 
um, you know, why? Like I saw this thing that uh, held, um, it was like a, it, it's like a koozie, but it really wasn't a koozie for cans, but it was a, a deer mouth that was actually a stuffed deer head mouth that you could put your can down into. And I was like, is this real? They're like, oh yeah, it's real. I'm like, that is not, what the hell? <laughs> and I remember, I'm like, and I was like, well, how much is it? They're like $5. <laughs> That's a I couldn't steal. decide if it was worth it or not. Yeah, I couldn't decide. <laughs> but you know, all kinds of stuff like that. You're just like, well, who the hell, who the hell made that? Mike, did you pay the full five dollars for it? No, I did not buy it. I did not buy oh. it. I bet um, you could get them down to three. Yeah. No, I would have offered them two, and they just said three fifty. Then I said two seventy. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I would have felt bad to use it. To be honest, I'm like, come on. And I'm not anti hunting by any means, but I mean, I was just like, that was ridiculous. But you know what? Somebody paid for. I'm sure they paid a lot of money to have that made. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, all right, Ray, it's your turn to pepper, pepper some questions. Yes. So I have a serious question for you, Paige. Sure. And since we brought this up already, uh, what's your favorite mac and cheese and why is it the craft stuff with the yellow powdered stuff? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh man. Like my favorite mac and cheese I've ever eaten ever or my favorite mac and cheese, like, that I can get at the grocery store. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Oof. Um, okay. Um, I actually, for a time, and we had a king crab mac and cheese. That was bomb. And it came with these huge chunks of crab in it. And it was just like the creamiest, most delicious thing I have ever eaten. Well, and where did you get the? And, and for the listeners out there, I, I and I have to be honest. I went to mute myself so I can sneeze, and I clicked your microphone. <laughs> so there, for a couple of seconds, you were silent, and you probably didn't even know it. <laughs> oh my know. god! I, I know. Oh. Um. So we know it's king crab mac and cheese, but did you mention where you got it? Uh. So yeah, uh, King Crab Mac and Cheese, and it was at 49th State Brewing Company in Healy, Alaska. Oh, okay. No wonder it was so good. Ray, Ray. Yes. I've I've been there. What? That's one of four states I haven't been to yet. It's like, I I have to get there one day. Two out of three people on his podcast right now are really cool. The other one is not. Yeah, and for so many reasons, but mostly because I've not yet been to Alaska. Alaska for a beer state? Like, I didn't think until I went, but it's huge. Like, I mean, yeah, the state's huge, but, like, the beer there is so good, and there's so much of it, and you would never know because they can't send it out. So, like, you got to go. Wow. I For a variety of reasons, I love Alaska. I would never live there. <laughs> Um, because I'm not, I'm a warm weather person, but I love Alaska. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 49 states, you know, I, anyway, so Ray, you got to go, man. Yes. No, it's definitely on, on my personal bucket list, um, of places to go. So one, one day I'll get there. It will happen. Uh, Paige. Yeah. What are some things that you do for fun that are non-beer related? Uh, I like to read a lot. Um, and sometimes that is beer related. So 
I don't know if that really counts. Maybe kind of. Um, <laughs> I also like to hike. Um, but also whenever I hike, I normally pack a beer. So that's also kind of beer related. I'm sensing a theme. Do those count? I think I think they count. They absolutely, yeah, they absolutely count. All right, cool. <laughs> so, um, so you do you post pictures just for the listeners and whatnot? So you post pictures of these beers, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what's the coolest place you've ever been and had a beer photo? Uh, oh man, the coolest place I've had a beer photo. That's a good question. Um, so yeah, normally. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to make me sound, but there are plenty of beers that don't make it into the photos. Um, and I think probably one of the coolest places that I went, there's a picture where I'm at um, Draft House in um, Austin, Texas, and it's spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T. And they're very specific about it. And I probably didn't say the way it, they want me to say it. Um, the pronunciation of that word, but sorry. Uh, anyways, but we went to their uh, 50th anniversary party, 50th in Austin, Texas. And that is wild um, to have a place that serves craft beer that's that old. And the building itself is like gorgeous. The bar is gorgeous. Like has this really dark kind of like pub vibe, you know, all real wood, real wood, everything. Um, and, I think that the reason that that was so cool is because I kind of stumbled upon that day. I was not intending to go to their 50th anniversary. Uh, we were in Austin and um, kind of went up to get beers and go different places. And we were someplace else and somebody told us about it and we decided to go and it was awesome. And there was tons of people and, you know, they had like food vendors and, you know, separate beer tents. And there was this like super crazy, like, uh, polka band but they were like an electric polka band and like they had this stand-up bass that looked like a flying v guitar and it was just the most awesome day and you can't see any of that in the photo but I remember it and <laughs> it just looks like I'm at any other beer festival in the picture but that day was a really really great day so that's where I'm going with I I, I have a big and soft heart for polka music and Ray knows this. Um, but no, that sounds awesome. Um, so, uh, I know we are we're running a little long here, but I have one other question I have to know is what is located in the basement of the Alamo? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ghosts. Um, <sighs> this is a, this is a serious question. Is it? Yes. Is it a question you know the answer to? Is I do. I do. Yeah, no, it's, it is a trick question. Oh. It's Pee Wee. It's Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. Oh, if, oh. I don't. You may not get that joke, but it's from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, can I'm sorry. I feel. I feel like this completely failed as a as a setup and as a joke. So I, <laughs> I immediately like, apologize. Last yeah. Okay. Can I come in with a question, Mike? Yeah. Can you I, can. You. Something needs to save this. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I know that your sister on certified and you're a home brewer. Has one helped you succeed with the other? Right? Because you've got two two certificates, right? 
Um, yeah, so actually I am I am not fully certified Cicerone yet. So that's the second level of the Cicerone certification. And um, this year it's been super weird because of COVID. Uh, so I'm still waiting to do my tasting until everything's like back up and running and we can all see each other in person again. Um, but yeah, so I'm like a half, half Cicerone. Um, but yeah, as, as far as like doing homebrewing, and studying for Cicerone, they definitely um, help each other. I, I think that if you're going to go after above the first level Cicerone, homebrewing at least is definitely the way to go to understand all the processes and all the ingredients and all that. It's the best way to do it. And, and yeah, vice versa, having all of the, like, the book learning background, I think definitely helps you too whenever you're trying to build recipes and then also uh, troubleshoot because I think that homebrewing a lot of times is just like uh, just improvising uh, with previous knowledge. That's that's all it is all the time. So, yeah. Awesome. No, that's that's really good feedback. I like that. I think our listeners will appreciate that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start wrapping this up because we are running a little long. I apologize for my Pee Wee Herman joke falling flat. Um, I Yeah. I want to sincerely uh, thank uh, Paige for joining us. Um, everybody, you can check her out on Beer Page Love uh, on Instagram. She's uh, got a lot of different things there. She's uh, besides being super cool, she's got a lot of great great pictures and shares some really good tips and some other stuff like uh, you know general cool stuff. Um, so Beer Page Love on Instagram. Uh, beyond that, uh, we're gonna review our beers real quick. We started off with the Peachy Queen, which is a peach Hefeweizen from Bike Rack Brewing. Um, we gave it a, a score smattering from six on up to two sevens. Um, so overall, uh, I think that even if we averaged out, that's getting really darn close to a seven. And then we had the Fallen Queen from New Province Brewing, which is a Belgian-style wit beer. And uh, again, we gave it uh, some really good numbers as well two eight and a halves and a nine, uh, which to me says one thing overall is that we added two beers to your craft beer bucket list, two beers you have to try before you die. Again, Paige, thank you. And Ray, take us out with the outro. Yes, indeed. I would love to do that. Thank you, Paige, so much for being here. Super cool, chick. I, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. So everybody out there, Again, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate and, and love you all to death. It just means the world to us that you listen to us drone on about these amazing beers. So before you go anywhere else, again, be sure to follow Beer Page Love on Instagram. You can find a link to her page in the description of this podcast wherever you get your podcast. So huge shout out to Anchor, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and the list goes on. Be sure to check out the breweries, websites, and their social medias as well. You can find those in the same description. Be sure to give us those thumbs up, those five-star ratings. And please remember to don't, if I could talk, that'd be fantastic. Please don't drink and drive because bad, but do drink local. And we will catch y'all in the next episode. Adios.